The Real Vets Podcast. Hell yeah. I'm your co-host, Nate. Landshark Shermer. And to my left, we got Brian Big Dog Britain. Damn, that was a good... sports. That was a great freaking introduction. (laughs) (laughs) And then we have our lovely guest, Michelle. Introduce yourself. Um... My name is Michelle, and I'm an alcoholic. Uh, <laughs> I think I went to the wrong meeting, though. <laughs> no, you're right where you need to be. You're right. <laughs> Welcome. Thank you. And then to her left, uh, my name's Dustin. Uh, I'm also an alcoholic veteran. <laughs> <laughs> hmm. I think that's kind of uh, alcoholics and veterans. It's not an oxymoron. What's Synonymous. There we go. There you go. Yep. Yeah. Big brains on Britain. My God. <laughs> so glad he's here. Good for, I'm good for something once a day. The rest of the time, I'm basically mush. There's your one time. I'm going to sit here and be quiet now. <laughs> and then we have another one of our co-hosts that's back with us. Thank you for joining us. Bree Stickleman. Did I pronounce that right? All right. Sorry. First try, top score. There we go. <laughs> there we go. So we're going we're to circle back counterclockwise. So Dustin, tell us about yourself. What did you do in the military? Where did actually go beyond that? Where did you grow up, and, and how did you choose to join the Navy? And what's your favorite color? <laughs> uh, my favorite color is haze gray. Uh, for wow, that's a that's a uh, yeah. that's a female answer, bro. Yeah, man. Holy you know, shit, that was a good one. Haze gray is kind of like this room, you know. It's like so battleship light. gray. Oh, battleship gray. Battleship gray, yeah. So you like gray, got it. You gotta paint an image with your words. Yes, I do. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, haze gray, think of battleships, like ships you see in the picture. That's haze gray. Haze gray underway. (laughs) Oh my god. Yeah, right? I feel like you were brainwashed. Yeah, are you you getting ready to (laughs) re They have to make you believe into something. Let me know when your re enlistment ceremony is, bro. Oh, man. They kicked me out because I was too retarded. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, so, Dustin, from uh, I grew up in Oklahoma. I uh, was born and raised in Oklahoma. And, um, small town city. Uh, it was a smaller town, um, especially than any town here in California, pretty much. Okay. I had about 9,000 people in my town growing up. Okay. Um, and we, uh, I was born and raised on a farm. Uh, nice. My dad also owned a construction business, and he was a... Retired firefighter, and um, yeah, I uh, pretty much wasn't doing the right things in school. Were you on sports? I, I was. I, I wrestled. I boxed. I played football. I played baseball. Um, shit, I think the only sport I didn't play was uh, basketball and hockey. You know, that's pretty much all they. I played soccer, but probably didn't short. do. Probably didn't do track and cross country. Oh no, man, no, <laughs> no. I try not to run. Um, it's yeah. So I I was born and raised there. Had had a lot of fun. Love Oklahoma. Um, but uh, yeah, I kind of went doing right in school. So my dad's kind of like, hey, listen, uh, what are you gonna do with your life? I was like, well, I haven't really thought about that. I'm having too much fun now. And so uh, my sister was married to somebody in the navy. He's like, hey, why don't you join the navy? And I was like, well, you know what? Might as well. <laughs> so I enlisted as an ABS. And at first, I thought that was an a- a- ABS stands for Aviation Bosun's Fuels. Okay. I thought it stood for Aviation Bosun's Firefighter. 
I was wrong. <laughs> I was Nobody guy. told you otherwise, obviously. Yeah. <laughs> I, I was a guy going through the trade school going, hey, I think I'm in the wrong class. <laughs> you know, what am I doing learning about fuels? I need to learn about firefighting. And, um, you know, kind of funny story. I, uh, I did a trainer uh, while I was in the Navy. And I realized I'm better with a gun than I am with a fire hose. Uh, yeah, I was not meant to be a firefighter. That <laughs> pretty much settled that bet right there. Like, yeah, I'm glad I'm working fuels. So I uh, joined the Navy back in 2000. Um, loved it. I was at AVF. Um, went on three different carriers, uh, the Nimitz, Dennis, and the Lincoln. Okay. Um, and then I got a gig flying UAVs, pretty much kind of like voluntold to fly UAVs. I didn't really want to, uh, but I was told that I was going to do it. <laughs> so that's a pretty awesome, you know, thing to do. It, it, it's awesome now, but when you've never even heard of a drone, you know, <laughs> you're like, you're flying you, what? You, you want me to do what? Like I've yeah. never flown anything. Like maybe in a game. So <laughs> how, how did they choose you? Like, did you have fucking like two hundred GT no. scores or what? No, 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 no. So I, I just did really well in in my job. I was half decent, half smart, um, and I was around a lot of the higher echelon a lot uh, with my collateral duties and they kind of picked me to do this job and I was just like I don't know I don't really <laughs> want to do that like I don't know if I have the capabilities and smart enough to even go fly you know uh, and I was doubting myself really yeah and uh, yeah so they, they picked me so I went through the training and flew UAVs and ended up flying UAVs for pretty much all all special forces uh, did it for SEAL teams ODA guys uh, Marsoc, um, you, you name it, I, I pretty much flew for them um, awesome. and did some missions for them and stuff like that. But my UAV, I didn't fly it from Vegas or nothing like that. It was in the field yeah. UAV. You know, it was, a, it was about six feet wide. It's called Scan Eagle, you know, four foot long. Uh, great capabilities. You know, it's a great asset. You know, it's uh, for intelligence, surveillance, and reconnaissance. A little recon machine. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Man, I mean, you, you don't know it's out there. It's like it has an RC motor on it, for God's sake. <laughs> and you're flying 17,000 feet in the air with this thing. You, you're not here, you know. Um, so I, I did that for my last half of my career um, until I got injured. And uh, they wait, wait, I'm gonna make a joke, but I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, go ahead. <laughs> How do you get injured flying UAV? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, real nasty thumb, <laughs> real nasty thumb cramp. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I wasn't even flying UAV. I was I was out there in the field with the SEAL team at the time, and ended up uh, getting shot at, and we were on a roof, and I was just out there really for fucking moral support. Didn't really think anything was going to go off. And just, we start getting mortared and shot at. So you're with these guys. You have the UAV, but you just I don't, I don't have the UAV with me. Uh, it launches from a hub. It's a line of sight UAV, oh, okay. uh, so it has a six mile radius. Um, so what you do is the hub launches it, flies it over. You're on your like tough book laptop, and you have you a take, satellite. And then you at, take control of it. And then you take control of it. And none of this is like classified, right? We're not like no, 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 really no, cool. no, no. Absolutely. I mean, you can go fight in Scan Eagle, man. Right. You'll find probably more things than I know about it. <laughs> um, yeah, so I take control over it and I fly it, whether I'm in back of a MRAP or Humvee or there at a FOB or there out there in the field with the guys. So it depends on where I'm at. I can take control of it and fly it. 
That's fucking yeah. awesome. Yeah, so it had nothing to do with UAV and um, yeah. ended up screwing up my <clears throat> ankles and my back. So now I feel bad. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> So I feel bad for you listening. <laughs> <laughs> so, so you're on top of this roof, and you guys were getting incoming. And then yeah, so we essentially we had to jump off the roof yeah. because the ladder was across the roof, and we're like, well, we're probably going to get shot if we don't. Yeah. Uh, and I look at him like, what the fuck are we going to do? Like, <laughs> I was not trained for this. <laughs> so that's yeah. like that's a real-life fucking, uh, what's that Western where the two guys are like facing all, all the fucking Indians and shit, and then they're like, that they decided to jump <laughs> off the cliff. Like, huh? The, the one guy's like, hey, I, I don't know how to swim. John Wayne in it? No, fucking... Uh, Clint Eastwood? Sundance Kid. Oh. oh. Brooke Cassidy. Yeah, okay. yeah Butch Cassidy. Cassidy. The, yeah, Butch Cassidy and Sundance Butch Kid. Butch Cassidy, there you go. Yeah. Kind of reminded me of that. It's like, you can't swim. Well, you're going to learn how now. You can't dodge bullets either. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> so it's kind of a similar situation for you. It's like, kind of. Yeah, I mean, I don't know about roof. We were just like can't fly, but also can't dodge <laughs> bullets. So, <laughs> so yeah, jumped off the freaking roof, rolled both my freaking ankles, halfway oh. knocked myself out. Now that he knocked himself out, yeah. and uh, yeah, we get carried back into the little building we're we, little compound building we're in, and uh, kind of the rest was kind of well, not history. I didn't stop what I was doing. I wrapped Motrin. Makes everything grow back. <laughs> Obviously. Yeah. Drink water. Um, so I went back to the hub for about a month. It swollen went down and uh, went back out there with them and just wrapped my ankle. And didn't know I tore damn near every ligament in my ankle. Yeah. I mean, I had a pretty good idea because I was pretty unstable. Yeah. Um, but I wasn't going to stop what I was doing. Sure. You know, they, I did, they did a job and we were already shorthanded for right. what we were doing. So I'm not going to be that guy. They're like, oh, send me home. Um, yeah. So then I started coming back and realized that my I shouldn't be when I'm walking on a flat surface it shouldn't feel like I'm an elephant on a ball you know <laughs> right. and that started how I'm feeling yeah. so yeah and then they um, then had a surgery on my ankle first time and couldn't stand up straight and realized I have herniated disc in my neck and my back and mm. they were and then they found out degenerative disc disease and they're like you're mm. wrapped baby you're done yeah. so it's just kind of like a a spiral really um, with everything and uh, yeah so they retired me and now I'm living the good life <laughs> um, yeah so and now I own a construction business and um, been doing that for the last five years I knew I want to own a business and I knew I did not want to work in construction <laughs> and and the apple does not far fall from the tree because my dad owned a construction business and I was like I do not want to go through that <laughs> and here I am on a construction business doing the same shit yeah doing the same shit so tell us about your business what's the name of it and uh, what exactly do you do uh, yeah so it's ProVet Concrete uh, and ProVet Engineering uh, so we do uh, anywhere from demo uh, utility work earthwork and concrete and that's that's pretty much our scope. That's what we do. Okay. Um, we do residential and commercial, and we've been doing it for about five years now. Nice. And yeah. And how's how's business during uh, these? D during COVID, uh, yeah. great. Actually, nice. for me, it, it worked out really well for me. I had a lot of school projects going on, and when the school shut down, I didn't have the restrictions that I normally have. You okay. know, the noise restrictions, the schedules. Sure. Uh, with students and students, you know, trying to navigate 
uh, crowd control while you're doing construction. Right. Um, at at colleges, I have two college jobs going right now. I had uh, uh, three school projects going on, and uh, it was great. It it was it, it worked out for me. Just the timing was perfect for me. Uh, you know, unfortunately, it's not perfect for a lot of people. And uh, you know, I'm I'm just fortunate enough to be blessed with. You know, didn't really hurt my industry. You know, and that's I feel, awesome. I feel bad for the industries that did that did hurt. Sure. Um, but yeah, um, that's that's what I do now. And um, <clears throat> seems like a lot of people in like trades. This was a big year for everybody in the trades industry. I mean, real estate has been that way for us too. It's been a freaking blowout year for us, man. We've doubled in size and in production this year. You know, the last five years have just been amazing. I, I really started the business at the right time. It really is what it was. This is luck, dumb luck. And no such thing. <laughs> no, well, such thing. no such thing. <laughs> well, man, I don't know. <laughs> you're determined. You're a hard worker. There's no such thing as luck. That I mean, that's true. I you know, a lot of the opportunities that were presented to me was because of people I've met and the hard work I put in. And uh, that won't stop. So it's, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's crazy. I hope I have another five years like this. You will. Yeah. Oh, shit. So, yeah. So, you know, we have another five years like this. Oh, yeah. Cheers so, to your success. Yeah, yeah that's bro. Awesome. Fucking A. Yeah. <laughs> so you are also a homeowner. That's correct. And uh, we want to talk about your experiences, you know, in, in buying your home and, you know, the, the foobars of being a homeowner as well. You know, I know uh, Bree's got some foobars already. Yeah. She's, she's, oh, man. Been, she's only been in her home for, uh, what, a month and a half? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I was like, is Mars in, like, Saturn's orbit? Or, like, <laughs> the fuck is, you know, the universe? The stars in the line? Yeah. <laughs> they're, like, really not aligned. <laughs> but we'll, we'll get back to you. How did yeah. you decide to become a homeowner, and have you had any foobars with your homeowning experience? Yeah, I've owned three homes and one commercial property. Um, my my first house was a brand new build in Oklahoma, uh, stationed there on a small small base, small navy base on an air force base, okay. uh, in Oklahoma. And uh, was it near near home for you? Yeah, yeah, it was, it was more Oklahoma, so okay. it's twenty minutes from Yukon. Where Perfect, I oh. easy, so you fucking get to go home at night. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah, nice. yeah, get to go home at night. That's awesome. Um, you know, it's it's called shore duty. Um, but really, what choice? <laughs> really, like middle of the country duty. Yeah. yeah. Well, and I was projects, back. right? Huh? They have you doing projects and work and stuff when you're short. No, no. So there's a uh, uh, a squadron there that does. Um, uh, it's called a P6B, and pretty much it's like a nuclear capabilities plant. You know, kind of like when you do a nuclear launch, I guess they hit the button. Yeah. You know. It makes they, sense they for the Navy and mid-country like that. It doesn't make sense. And then there's yeah. a, and then you can actually deploy anywhere uh, in the United States within like two hours. That's you cool. Know, mm -hmm. like, almost like a QRF you're in the United States. <laughs> you know, uh, not really. I didn't really care. You know, I was in Oklahoma. That's why I was going to get out and, you know, raise a family in Oklahoma and do that kind of life. Hang out with Tiger King? 
Uh, <laughs> <laughs> we, we might have dabbled in some math. And <laughs> <laughs> Were you one of his boyfriends? Were you one of his speaker boyfriends? <laughs> no, but even though I hold this cup up to my hand every time, I'm like, eh. <laughs> <laughs> wow. like I didn't even know. Thing? No, I, I had no idea Tire King existed. When that's nobody did until COVID. Yeah, nobody yeah. did until COVID. So what a shit show this year! Jesus Christ, this crazy. Hundred text messages about this Tiger King guy, and I'm like, why do people keep texting me about this Tiger King guy? Like, what is the big deal? And then I watched it, and I was like, oh, the guy's from Oklahoma. I get it. <laughs> I get it. Uh, he has a mullet, you know, um, and he looks a little funny. Then carries yeah. a fucking hand cannon on his fucking on his hip everywhere he goes. Uh, on his shit. butt leg, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, on his weird leg. He's yeah, like three hundred tigers and three husbands and. Oh, I know. <laughs> it's wild. I mean, you gotta think, Oklahoma. This guy is in a part of Oklahoma that's like in the middle of nowhere. I mean, population probably a hundred and fifty, two hundred, small town, and this guy's gay and turns straight guys gay. Yeah. With meth. With meth. With meth. Meth and tigers. Yeah. Right. You know, Great combo. Uh, Great combo. It, it's really amazing that I mean, in watching, I never, I didn't even want to watch that that series. But oh, after I watched man. the first ten minutes of the first one, you're stuck. It was a train wreck. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it, it, it was just like, oh yeah. I, I know I'm on the tracks. But and every <laughs> episode, every episode just gets worse and worse. Uh, like every yeah. single time, every at the end of every one, you're like. What the fuck did I just watch? And right. the next one, you're like, oh my god! It just gets worse, worse. every fucking episode. Every but I was like, there's no big deal. This guy has tigers. He has a pet tiger thing. Yeah. In Oklahoma, okay, whatever. Like, wow, okay, this is a lot bigger than uh, just pet tigers. Like, he's dabbling a whole bunch of stuff. You know? Yeah. Wild. And that bitch Carol Baskin. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Carol you Baskin. You stole it. You stole the thing. <laughs> she she killed her husband. She she yeah. fucking oh. fed her husband to tigers. She, 100%. That guy's not living somewhere right now. No. He's down. Costa Rica. Yeah. That's no, it. <laughs> right? That's so funny. Well, yeah. It's, it's, so, the crazy thing is, is that, like, like awesome. I have people in my family that are close to me that have done meth, and it completely changes your personality. So I can definitely see, like, that happening. Like, yeah. you get addicted to meth, and then you fall in love with another dude. I don't know. I feel like that's the next step, Is that right? like one of the side effects of meth? Yeah. Gayness. May lose your teeth, turn there you should, gay. There should be a disclaimer. Yeah. Cause excessive weight loss. <laughs> there should be a disclaimer on the pipe, like may right. or may. Right. Yeah. Disclaimer on the podcast, do not watch. Tiger King? Don't. Please do. Please do. Holy shit. If you shit. want to feel better about yourself, watch Tiger King. I tried to make my parents watch it, and they're like, <coughs> my stepdad was like, um, no, we are not watching this. And I'm like, come on, it's so good. Absolutely not. They refuse. Well, I mean, they refuse. Yeah. That's how I feel. When they first come out, the first five minutes are like, monkey people are weird. Like, what? Like, what are you talking about? You know? And then they go into the target field. I was like, wait, you guys are fucking weird. Yeah. Like, how can you talk about monkey people and you guys are just as weird as they come? Dude. Oh. Now we have to rewatch it. I think, yeah, I think yes. it's time to re binge watch fucking <laughs> <Yeah>. A. <laughs> you know, it's funny though, like, my husband deployed and then COVID happened the next month. 
And then like I, I teach wrestling and jujitsu, so that gym closed or whatever, and then it's quarantine, stay at home, and then Tiger King comes out, and my husband's not here. I'm like, I'm just gonna drink wine and watch fucking Tiger King. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was awesome. Life's not that bad. <laughs> yeah. Not that bad. It's entertaining. I I I tried to hold out and not watch it because there's there's some shit that's just fucking beyond me where I'm like, this is fucking retarded. I'm out, dude. Like candy porn. Like, well, <laughs> I wouldn't, I wouldn't put that. I wouldn't Don't put knock that it past until myself, you try it. Yeah. And if you eat gummy bears while you're watching it, it makes the experience a whole lot better. Probably way better, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Especially if those gummy bears are weed gummy bears. Yeah. <laughs> um, but no, we, we, Sophie and I were like, fucking one night, we we're just like, fuck it, let's put it on. Like, let's see what everybody's freaking out about. Let's just put it on. And both of us, like, were immediately hooked. Like, what the fuck are these people, dude? Like, yeah, it was, what are dude. What the fuck is going on right now? Ah, oh, that show is great, man. I, I can't wait. I'm doing it again. You want to do a watch party? I think fuck we should. Yeah. Fuck yeah! All right, we're doing a watch party. We get a. Uh, I saw a tiger. <laughs> 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 <And understand. laughs> I mean, who bought, who bought his album? Insane. <laughs> Dude, I, I kind of want. I kind of want to. Where do you buy them? Like, I'm down. That's my number one Pandora station. <laughs> I saw a Tiger Radio. You're just, you're like, you like have a buddy that needs a ride somewhere, and you pick him up, and you're just playing like Tiger King playlist. Oh, yeah. Tiger King Radio on loop. Hell yeah. Oh. That makes dude. me want to. That makes me want to start driving for Uber. Listen, just so that I can, right? Just so Listen, I can do that. If you really want a client that you don't like. That's what you do. You pick them up. Drive them around and just loop the I Saw a Tiger song. I just love this song, guys. I'm sorry. Yeah. yeah. Dude, I'm, I'm laughing so much my head hurts. <laughs> <laughs> maybe maybe so the, the headphones on, too. It's a, it's a good thing. <laughs> Probably. Yeah, my cheeks oh, hurt. Man. So I'm going to rein it in a little bit. Try it back. So you bought your first we'll, one we'll, in we'll, Oklahoma. We'll retouch yeah. on Tiger King here in a few. Yeah. Yeah. Sure, we'll loop back around to it. <laughs> So, yeah, so <laughs> did you use your VA? I, I did. So I used my VA three times. Okay. Nice. nice. And um, I, I, uh, so I, I, I bought my first. That is. Yeah, yeah. You, you know, can use it more than once. You can use it more than once. Fucking a. And if you have a disability rating, you get fees waived. Mm-hmm. So yeah. it's even better after you get out and you don't get that disability rating, even if it's zero. Um, so I, so I used it. Uh, so I, I, I used this realtor. And I really should have researched the realtor that I was using. Oh, it was more recommended. And um, so I didn't do my research. I just kind of went off this recommendation uh, from a friend. And she really didn't have my best interest at heart because the houses she sold were like higher echelon houses in Oklahoma. Now, they actually had four walls. <laughs> <laughs> you know? We're never a meth lab. Yeah. <laughs> you know? And... She didn't have my best interest at heart, and uh, the experience wasn't that great. Okay. Uh, really unsatisfied. Uh, got a brand new house uh, built. I got to take the stuff in it, which was fantastic. But I found it on my own. Yeah. Sure. And at that point, I was like, "Why? Why am I paying her?" Mm-hmm. I found it. On, found it on my own. I said, "Hey, I want to look at this community," and went in there, saw the house, bought the house I wanted, put everything in it, and boom. You know, that was my experience. Really unsatisfying. Um, uh, sold that sold that house and bought a house here in Lakeside. Um, 
and also went off another recommendation from a friend who sold houses because I didn't know a whole lot of realtors at the time. Sure. Um, and um, she didn't really listen to me. She didn't really listen to what I wanted. Mm-hmm. You know, she just made this parameters up and just started feeding me stuff. I was just like, no, this, none of these houses are what I'm looking for. Uh, very fortunate enough that I, I the house I, I actually did like, I uh, I got. You know, it was dumb dumb luck, or some people don't believe in it. <laughs> um, <laughs> Maybe but, with that. Yeah, yeah. But but not in terms of your own success. I don't believe there's luck. I don't know, man. I don't know. I she feel. I feel like a lot of my fucking success is a lot of dumb luck too, man. It, it just right time. Yeah. You know, present the right opportunity. A lot of this has in in the network you build. Yep. You know, the 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 more people I've got to know, the more people have recommended me and and got me out there in front of people. Other projects I would not even have heard of or seen. Yeah. You know. Um, but that's also, what, it's all about is connection, right? And like connecting with the right people and like having that personality and having that where you're wanting, uh-huh. you're wanting more and more mm-hmm. and you surround yourself with people that want more and more and more. So it's not, I don't think that's luck. I think that that's your drive. That is. Well, yeah. Good work yeah. Yeah. It, it goes Except, exceptional. There, you know. Yeah. In Except, I do exceptional work. Very much. <laughs> 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 Let me just hit myself in the back here. <laughs> <laughs> Every once in a while, you got passion. Yeah, <laughs> you know, try not to use ego in that. But yeah, sure. exceptional. Give yourself yeah. a little bit of perspective. Yeah. It's not fine. Big jump from good, but <laughs> <laughs> so, how did you make that transition from Oklahoma to San Diego? What? Uh, so, I was going to get out. That? I was actually going to go law enforcement, and um, I, I mean, my ex-wife now wanted to move back to San Diego. She's born and raised in San Diego. And I get, you leave San Diego, you've lived in San Diego for a period of time, you understand, of like, wow, okay, I, I know why people get wrapped up in San Diego. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. probably one of the best places to live. Mm-hmm. You know? Absolutely. Yeah, we got we to, gotta, California's got a really shitty political culture, but, man, everything's freaking, everything's right here, man. Everything is right here. Weather's awesome all the time. Freaking people are always, like, fucking people, for the most part, in San Diego are pretty friendly. Like, you got the, you can go, you can go hit the snow in the morning and then go to the beach in the afternoon. Like, it's all fucking right here. That's what I tell people. I mean, we have, we have the desert. Yep. We have mm-hmm. the mountains. Mm-hmm. We have the beach. Lakes, we, rivers, yeah. fucking ocean. What do you want, Mexico. dude? It's here. Yeah, yeah we even got another country. And the best fucking food. Oh, um, yeah. oh, yeah. Hands down. Mexican I mean, food, man. Bored, I mean, every culture has food here. because you're a boy person. Every culture has food here. I mean, you can get Thai. Great Thai here. Yeah. Indian food, Mexican food, fucking, fucking German. There's Kenyan food, bro. Yeah. 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 I went to Ethiopian. Ethiopian. Yeah. yeah. The other yeah. day. Yeah. It's just not bad, it's huh? So good. Yeah. It's so good. You can get too. Yeah. I was like, whoa. Like, you can really get that here? Like, <laughs> <laughs> just because I've had it. Just because I've had a little bit of it. You know what blows my like mind food, good. is that they have Mexican food here. Do you guys know that? <laughs> no shit. You can get tacos and burritos. You tell me you get tacos on... are not. Oh, the Berto Mafia. You mean? <laughs> Holy <laughs> fuck! You know what blows my mind? The Mexican food in San Diego is better than the Mexican food in Mexico. 
Some, sometimes, sometimes. And if you ever find yourself in Mexico and there's a, and you're trying to find some fucking tacos, go to the crowded restaurant. Don't go to the one where there's nobody. Yeah. But I, I want to circle back I like to the, the street ones. Street tacos are mm-hmm. the shit. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I want to oh, circle back to the Bertos Mafia though. The Bertos, like there's in San Diego, there's a million Mexican restaurant that starts with blah 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 and then ends in Bertos. Yeah. There's Albertos. There's Regal Bertos, there's Hill Bertos, there's Bertos. There's fucking like I think I saw Jonathan Bertos one time. Like it's it's I swear to God, and I used to take pictures of it because I when I fucking first got down here, I was like, what the fuck is this? Like yeah. I'm pretty sure it's a Bertos mafia. Like there's some fucking Mexican mafia or some shit, and they call themselves Bertos, and all of those fucking Bertos restaurants are like a front for whatever the fuck they're doing. It's- Italian, Italian mafia, Mexican may not cartel. be able to oh, hear this. Excuse me. The Berto cartel. My bad. <laughs> it's open a thousand of these. They can produce five hundred million dollars a year. Oh fucking a. Yeah, I mean. Who needs coke? Money. Who needs coke? You got tacos, man. <laughs> Everybody loves. Some people like coke. Everybody likes tacos. <laughs> <laughs> Especially on Tuesdays. Yeah, fucking a. Truer words have never been spoken. Hell yeah. You know what I love about San Diego too. It's not just Taco Tuesdays anymore. If you look around, now it's Taco Tuesdays, Taco Thursdays. Every day. Tenders Tuesdays. Any days. Every day is Taco Tuesday if you use your imagination. Every day for sure, but the Taco Tuesdays and Thursdays are cheaper. Some people have been left out. Bullshit. There are numerous places in San Diego where you can get tacos on Tuesday and Thursday for a dollar. Yeah, yeah there's so many. And they're like, bomb ass tacos. Wait, they yeah. still have tacos for a dollar here? Yeah. Lots of places. Okay. Listen, can we stop doing Christmas maps and do taco maps? <laughs> like, <laughs> oh, brilliant. I may do that. Idea. That's going right. to be my next venture. I was going to okay. say, okay. that's our next get rich yeah. slow scheme. That's, that's <laughs> <okay>. Trademark. <laughs> Trademark. He's trademarking. Yep. Perfect. 50 cents for every uh, taco you sell. Tacomaps.com. <laughs> Where can I go that's right near me? That I can get some bomb ass tacos. That this is this Fuck, is a great, a great idea. We're making an app. Let's do it. Yeah. We can't we can't air this episode now. <laughs> <laughs> Not until we're done with this. So your so, wife talked you into so we moved back here. Yeah, uh, shortly yeah. after we got divorced, um, uh, which was a blessing. And what and part of San Diego did you was your uh, first house or second so, house? So my first house was in Lakeside. Okay. And so when we bought that one, it, it was almost kind of the same story. Um, she didn't really listen. She just flooded me with a bunch of crap. And, and we're talking, this was 2013. Mm-hmm. So it was right after the recession. You know, some people call it a great recession. Um, I don't think it was really. that great. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it was great if you invested in real estate like right after that. You know, you're yeah, probably yeah. a millionaire, but whatever. So, yeah, and I sold my house. I, I did a rent to own contract on my first house and made money off of it. That's cool. You know, so, and it was in 2009, so I got extremely lucky. Fuck yeah. Um, and so I was looking for a house. Um, I didn't really trust her because I started seeing signs of, like, the same old rigmarole that I found in Oklahoma. And I'm like, and I even told my wife at the time, I was like, hey, listen, we probably should get somebody else um, because she's not listening to our needs. She's showing us a whole bunch of crap. You want a two bedroom, two bath, and she's showing you four bedrooms and three baths. Yeah, she yeah exactly. She she's showing me things are beyond my range. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That not what the bank says I can afford because the bank will say you can afford this. What I say I can afford. Yeah, right? sure. Mm-hmm. You know, so it was a personal endeavor. Like, hey, listen, I can't afford that. 
Well, that's, I mean, that's a difference. Like you can get a pre-approval from any lender that's for the most part going to be way more than what you can, than what you can swing or what you're comfortable comfortable swinging. Exactly. Right. Right. Exactly. Whereas, whereas somebody that, you know, a good realtor should listen to you when you say, Hey, I only want to spend X amount of dollars a month. That person should be able to calc out Hey, real quick. Okay. Well, we should only be, we should look at houses that are less than this amount of money because otherwise you're going to spend more than that. Exactly. Yeah. I know where my comfort point was, and she was putting me way extended beyond that and really wasn't listening to me. So um, so I didn't really trust her. So that's what car salesmen do. Yeah. No yeah. shit. Right? I mean, honestly, I, yeah. I say a lot of these people as car salesmen. Yeah. yeah. You know, they're just another used car salesman. Oh, fucking A. You know, don't they'll, they'll hold shit together with duct tape and blah, 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 <laughs> and tell you it's a, uh, you know, a Mercedes. Dude, I, I hate the sales tactics too. Yeah. That shit drives me nuts. Like we're well, Nate and I both are are in real estate. That's what we do, obviously, for a living. I think it's freaking established on this podcast <laughs> at this point. But um, knowing and you know going to trainings and learning from other people and stuff like that, there's a lot of people in real estate that just there's there's in sales there's tactics that people use. There's dirt, different like uh, different keywords or. Uh, or what do you call it, uh, embedded commands and shit like that, that that some people use to try to convince other folks, you know, to get what they, whatever that person's intent for them to get is, right? So uh, early on when I was in real estate, or when I first freaking started, I was doing classes with this guy that was a, a person, and I'm not gonna fucking go any further into detail about that um, because that guy doesn't deserve any fucking, in any way, shape, or form, any recognition here. But that guy was teaching embedded commands, how to fucking like, hey, so you should, or have you ever considered uh, buying a house or investing it? Instead of just being like, hey, are you thinking about buying or something like that? Hey, you should think about buying a home. It might be good for you, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like, psycho- it's an embedded command. It's me telling you, hey, buy a fucking house, right? Um, that's fucking that's trickery that's mind trickery psyops for fucking totally civilians yeah it's exactly what it is so like so so what's the point of that like in uh, for me as a real estate professional if i'm helping somebody buy a house it's because they came to me with a need and i'm going to do my best to fulfill that need not fucking hey let me try to talk you into doing some shit you may or may not be comfortable with or that might be outside of your scope or outside of your fucking your budget or whatever the case may be like that's that's how we i mean the the whole tip of the spear team like if you don't do that shit you're off the fucking team i'm glad you said your name because i was going to use your name yeah go ahead (laughs) this whole this podcast is sponsored by our team so it's fucking whatever tip of the spear real estate team keller Williams realty san diego california come on down give us a call also patent (laughs) I mean that's the whole thing is is you guys support veterans because you are veterans right Mm -hmm. and most of the vets that I know I'm gonna say most are not stupid people and they know when they're being played because you have a lot of other Marines that I served with well (laughs) but I'm saying like you are like you you don't you've already done so much and you don't want to be fucked over again sure you know well, everybody, well, when you first by another veteran, sort of speak, not organization, but I, we can get back that's, to that. But that after. And that sucks. And that no. should never happen to you. Yeah. Yeah. Well, my tax lady says, what the fuck? Damn. Yeah, that's fucked. Well, I mean, you know, when, I stupid. when we first get, when we first get into the military, when we first get into the fleet after boot camp or whatever, 
the other military services version of boot camp is. What do you guys call it? Summer school? Daycare? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what the Navy normally calls it. But anyway. Um, Let's call it the Navy. Mm. Daycare. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I think uh, I think the Air Force just calls it like fucking their, their in process or some shit. No, it's called recess. Recess, that's right. Yeah. Nap, nap time. <laughs> that's why but, I quit school because of recess. That's why I, I failed kindergarten because I refused to take a nap. That says a lot of But so back to it, like the a big a big thing for military folks when you get to your first command or your when you freaking finally get to the fleet or whatever. Um, always for me, I remember my senior Marines telling me like, don't trust anybody outside of base. Everybody outside of base is just trying to get your money. That's all they're doing because they know you got a fucking paycheck twice a month. For sure, no matter what, they're just trying to get your fucking money. And it makes sense. Like, right outside of fucking, I mean, name a military base anywhere in America or Oconus that has, that doesn't have right outside the gate a loan shark, a used car lot, and a fucking strip club mm-hmm. and a bar, right? So true. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Use, that's what <laughs> I've... So many of my buddies were like, yeah, I married a stripper. And I'm like, <clears throat> smart. You are a smart Nailed person. It. And then yeah. they have like a 30% APR on their yeah. car. Like Go get a Mustang. Fucking, <laughs> yeah. 1984 Mustang. Yeah. Yeah. I got a 96 Mustang. It's got a... I was like, look at this thing. Yeah. so bad. I was like, are you talking about the dentist front end? Or yeah. like, I don't know, man. But hey, don't worry about that. They, yeah. I, I got twenty. I got twenty eight percent interest. The guy told me that was really good, but check it out. They even threw in a full tank of gas. <laughs> What's and, up? And I got a deal. One of your junior guys, yep. you're like, what the fuck, dude? Are you kidding me? Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. I love going to used car lots now, though. Now that we know. Mm-hmm. You know. <laughs> What what car did you buy? (laughs) (laughs) Now that we know all the fucking tactics and like what things are worth. I've been fucking them since they since I started buying fucking cars. (laughs) After like seven cars and I was like twenty two, I've had seven cars. I was like, man, I know how to fuck them. (laughs) Like You just and I almost never lost wait. money on any of the car after I bought it. Oh, I like how you said almost. Almost. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, emotional bias do happen. Hey, they shit. get the best of us. I know. I saw Especially what, when you. I saw what was in your fucking driveway up until a couple weeks ago. What, my Corvette? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't lose money on that Corvette. Oh, nice, dude. Yep. Yeah. Make a little bit on it? I, well. Or break even at least? I mean, like. 20 bucks. <laughs> <laughs> That's so money. So, so you had a Corvette for less than a year for 20 bucks, and you made 20 bucks. Yeah, I made 20 bucks. Somebody gave you $20 for you to own a vet for a year. Pretty much. That's awesome. Yeah. Fuck I mean, yeah. I was, I, I was just like, well, I, you know, that's a great, because I knew what I was looking for. Mm-hmm. I knew I was not looking for, I knew I looked for somebody who had to sell it. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So, I mean, we, I'm not, you know, trying to be a snake, but it's like, hey, people need to sell things, and they're in desperate need of selling it. And I just right time opportunity, and so I did. Nice. So uh, I bought it, and I made money off of it. Yeah, and you're not ripping someone off if they have a Corvette. No. No shit. No, no. I mean, listen. <laughs> Unless it's that fucking PFC, like straight out of boot camp, that just fucking was like. Yeah. No, I, you know, if they're willing to sell at the price I negotiate down to, then it's a deal for both of us. Sure. 
you know that's that's they don't have I that burden anymore you got the car you want exactly yeah yeah that's exactly how and that's kind of how I took a lot of things that I bought since then um, I try to look for I try not to buy new cars brand new actually you know since I'm not married anymore I don't buy brand new shit Mm-hmm. Uh, I buy used yeah. because I can negotiate that a lot better than I can a brand new car. Well, and regardless, the second you drive a brand new car off the lot, it's worth like five, ten thousand dollars less. Yeah, the second matter, you drive it off the car, it's a lot. Down payment you get and you put on it, mm-hmm. you're gonna own less when you sell it. <coughs> yep. Yeah. The whole thing, the down payment goes to the person selling you it, anyways. So it's yeah, they're, they're fine. You're just you're just paying them basically yeah. to sell you a vehicle that you would have already bought. Sure. Yeah. So. That's that's another thing is like we learn as we get older is just like having patience and like waiting for what you want and like mm. not like having that impulse don't, buy. So don't say I have patience. Let's not imply anything that is not there. Really. <laughs> uh, once I wrap my mind around something, I, I do it. Yeah. You know, I don't really have patience. I just do it. You have more discernment maybe <laughs> then. Because if you're yeah. waiting, sorry, if you're waiting for like a good deal, then it's a little bit of patience and discernment. You gotta find it. Yeah. Sure. Yeah, Absolutely. you got to find it or it falls in your lap. Yeah. Sure. So let's circle back. So, so Lakeside. So Lakeside. Damn, that was a hell of a tangent. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Yeah, so in Lakeside, I, I, I got it in the house that I bought. It was amazing, and I'm glad. It, but it was it was 2000. Just out of your comfort range in the price category. No, actually, it was in my comfort range. Okay. Uh, and that's why I liked it. Uh, you know, I had my wife at the time was really um, emotionally tied to almost everything she saw. You know, the shit could be falling down and lopsided. <laughs> and she's like, I love the trim on this house. Like, what are you fucking talking about? We gotta buy this trim yeah. in the house with yeah, it. Exactly. The color's great. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you understand the work that's gonna be put in this house. So, you know, I, I had to like reel her in and I had to reel her whisper in her ear and the full circle, I was just like, hey, listen, we gotta be smart about the decision we make right now. And I bought it at the time I knew I was transitioning out of the military. And trans- transitioning away from her too? No, okay. no, no, not that. All right. Gender? Uh, still, strong. still strong. Still strong. <laughs> huh? Once you got out, no BAH, so that's. Well, yeah, you, you don't have that. You don't have that constant paycheck that you. Yeah. I, that's the only thing I knew growing in, in my adult life. Essentially, was the military. That's the only thing I've had. I had side jobs. You know, I was a mechanic for a while for uh, when I was in Virginia. Uh, when I came here. That's the beauty of, of southern guys like you. You can always fucking, if it's broken, you're going to find a way to fix it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we try. We uh, try. It awesome. doesn't matter how long it's going to run, we try to fix it. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> except it's, for it's not these days now, it's like, like no, no, no. Like, right. Yeah. <laughs> you really got to take that to the shop because mm-hmm. um, I can change a fuse. I can pretty much build an engine. That's not an engine anymore. That is just a big electronic device. You know, it's got, a couple, it's got a couple pieces of metal in it, and you, that's pretty much all it's got going. Yeah, you know, yeah. all those wires going. Yeah, mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't know about those. Yeah. Um, so you should just call them electricians instead of mechanics. Yeah. Oh, shit. Oh, yeah. Yeah. They're just coders, man. Yeah. They're, just, they're just, you know, coders who just know how to, or not even coders. Put it on a little piece of plastic. Yeah. No, they're, they're, they're like well, Legos, just plug and play. Like, take this one, replace this one. Mm-hmm. That's all the mechanics are. So, so anyway, I, I bought the house in Lakeside, and I, I, the realtor was just terrible for me. And my wife didn't know at the time was was not good. And I uh, tried telling her like, hey, listen, we probably should find a new realtor. This one's not really taking in what we're looking for. 
Um, and it kind of happened, it worked out for her, but her percentages was more than I was wanting to pay because everybody else was at 3% and she's charging four. Hold on a second. Wow. Wait a second. You paid your real estate agent money? I didn't pay her money, but what she was charging was more. So she, the, as a buyer's agent, she charged you money to work with her? She didn't charge us more. She didn't or charge she was us. asking 4%? She was asking 4%. From the sellers. From the seller. <laughs> Jesus. She yeah. had some fucking negotiation skills. Yeah. No, and, that's, I some mean, fucking, she was, that's some balls, dude. Yeah. Man. And, and crazy. The person was just motivated by money. You know what I mean? She was talking about the million dollar deal she's doing. And I'm like, wow. why are you fucking with us? Yeah. Like, why are, why are you showing me houses? Right. I'm a peon. Again, I felt she's like. She's not about quality. She was about quantity. Exactly. She's about how much money she can make off of you. It's about close the deal, not about help the client. Exactly. Yeah. That's exactly how I felt. Like, you're not listening to what I want. You're, you're, you're showing me the houses the bank said I can afford. I'm yeah. telling you what I can afford and my comfort level because what is going on in my life. And they didn't listen. She didn't listen. And she kept showing. And we landed the house, which was great. So, and we, we lucked out. Um, we, we met the owners of the house. We were actually supposed to have a showing at like four o'clock. I don't know the times per se, uh, but we were supposed to be there at four. We didn't show up till five because she was late. She brought her kid to the, uh, you know, to the- uh, Your agent was late? Yeah, my agent, agent was late. Your agent was an hour late. Jesus. And brought her kid. Which? Fucking. Listen, I, I didn't- I didn't fine, but being an hour late to your own clients, that's fucked up. Yeah, so yeah, we're out ballsy. here waiting, 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 and calling her like, hey, when are you gonna be here? Like, oh, I'm almost there. Like, you live in the next city over. Like, it doesn't take you an hour to get here. You know, she was showing another house that was a lot more money than ours. You know, so who? what takes precedence? Yeah. That house versus ours. Mm -hmm. uh, so I was Damn. just like, I was really dissatisfied with, with everything. And we actually met the owners of that house because we were an hour late. Yeah. And so we met them. They were active duty military. Nice. And um, they, they met my kids and another kid that wasn't mine that we played away was mine. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, because that's what she said to do. And I was just like, okay. You know, oh, Jesus. Yeah. So I, why would that matter? Professionalism. Just trying to pull on the hard uh, Yeah, but you're bringing your own kid. But you're bringing your own kid to a showing. I, I Psyop stuff. Yeah. Just so we, that's a we, lot, dude. Yeah. So we, we actually made an offer on the house. We actually made it an offer uh, more than what the house appraised for. It was like it was like three grand more, and we bought it. So, um, you know, we bought that house, and the only reason we actually got the house because we met the people who lived there. Because sure. they had like yeah. five offers, and they're like, we want this people to have them. We weren't the best offer. Um, Did you write a, a like love me letter, a letter to sellers? No, no. I mean, they we. You guys already were fucking. Look, they met you. You guys were already having beers in the garage at that point. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. I mean, we talked for an hour and a half. Damn. Yeah. Awesome. Uh, he, he was. The rapport does a lot. Uh, huge, huge. So it, again, I, I say it's dumb luck, you know, or just a realtor not doing her job. But thankfully, like she didn't do her job and was late. So we got the house, and um, uh, we sold that house and bought the house that we live in now in St. Pete. Or I live in now in St. Pete. Yeah. So, yeah. 
And yeah. you had the same realtor for the third house? No, no. So I actually did. Um, I actually picked the realtor for this one. <laughs> <laughs> so what kind of research did you do when you found that agent? So my the, the person who was selling the house used the same agent. But before I signed up, I was just like, okay, is she really going to have our interest in me? And we actually bought the house from a family member. Okay. So we actually got a deal. He so got it was an inside whole fucking thing. So it was thing, an yeah. inside, inside deal. But I was like, I really want to know who I'm working with. And um, was like, okay, she actually fits my parameters of what I'm looking for to, to do this deal because I don't know real estate. I don't know. Sure. I don't know the paperwork in real estate. You know, they just tell me to sign here, and I do it. You know, <laughs> I mean, when they give you the book later on, do you really read it? No, you don't. Um, so I got I got lucky on the third house. Hey, just pause caveat on that. If you ask, Brian will actually read it to you. What? Like it. as a bedtime story? Well, that too. <laughs> I also cradle and like pet your hair <laughs> while I'm reading Why it. We watch this, is, this is like, a great real about. estate team. Yeah. Fuck no, yeah. Brian, Brian yeah. will actually like, he'll say, hey, do you want the meat and potatoes or do you want the whole thing? Yeah. And like, he'll actually read word by word every line by line all wow. of yeah. yeah. And, the, and Brian knows it too. He knows like, hey, How many three, languages do you know? Section three, uh, <laughs> section three B two says this. What is it? Fucking knows that off the top of his head. God damn, I got it. Well, and and something that is helpful because all of our contracts are written and rewritten and rewritten by lawyers, right? By real estate attorneys that you know will put stuff in, take stuff out, rewrite, rewrite, rewrite a million times. So, I mean, I could sit and read the fucking contract to you line by line. And he will. And I will. And I've done it fucking before. (laughs) It takes a long goddamn time, but we'll do it. Things like eleven pages, but read a section and then explain what the fuck I just read, mm-hmm. right? And then fucking read the next section and this is what that means in real people speak. You know well, what I mean? That's, that's, <laughs> a, that's exactly what you look for in a realtor. It's I like, mean, honestly, you do. Right. Because the last two realtors couldn't even tell you what paragraph they're on. They just told you where to sign. Mm-hmm. That's it. Yeah. They didn't know their own contract. Yeah. They don't. It's part of like, you're doing your due diligence for yeah. the people that you're working for and like, Unfortunately, we live in a world where like that doesn't happen as much anymore. Like mm-hmm. we live in a very fast world where people are like, "All right, boom, boom, boom. Now you own a house." Sure. <laughs> but yeah. Well, there's a lot of there's a lot of agents out there, or a lot of people. I shouldn't say just agents. Probably not a lot of agents out there, but a lot of people that get their real estate license because they think, "Hey, I see other realtors. Realtors make a lot of money in people's minds. They don't do a lot of work in people's minds, and they just make a shit ton of money in people's minds." Mm-hmm. Of course. That's, you know, fucking, that's the conception. People don't really realize how much actually goes into it if you're not a piece of shit, right? But a lot of agents, or a lot of people get their real estate license thinking money's just going to come flying in, and then they realize that they actually have to not be garbage at what they do, otherwise they're not going to fucking make any money. And there's like, I think within the first like two years, it's like 80 or 90% of people that get their real estate license get a job. Right, not get a job as a real estate agent, but get a job doing something else that's not real estate mm-hmm. because they can't fucking handle it. I know when I first started, all those couple years ago when I first started, <laughs> um, 
I went through our brokerage does like a um, it's a program it's called ignite right and it's a class that basically teaches you the from the very beginning to the very end how to transact real estate how to find business what to do once you have business how to fucking you know do uh, you know meet with people what kind of stuff to talk about you know how to fucking find houses how to show houses how to negotiate everything from start to finish right it really sets you up for success if you pay attention to it when I when I first got my license, the day I left my job as a firefighter, the very next day was when Ignite started, right? Um, I went through the whole thing. It's like six weeks long. And um, I think we started out with like 20 people in our, in our class or whatever, right? And at the end of it, there was maybe eight of us left, right? Out of that eight, or out of, that tw out of those 20 people, fucking two of us are, are actually transacting real estate. Me and one other dude are actually still in it. The rest of them are maybe still have their license, but don't really do it. Don't yeah. maybe sell a house a year, a house every other year, some shit like that. And it's it's specifically because of that. Like you know, people think they're going to get in and just make a shit ton of money doing nothing. Well, me and that one other dude was a good buddy of mine. Um, me and that one other dude are the only two that actually were like, well, this is my job now. This is my career now. This is what I fucking do. This is my business. I have to fucking feed it. And the way I feed it is by spending time, effort, and energy and money and actually giving a fuck about it and building out to do the right thing for people, right? So the couple other agents that stayed in it for a little while, like the ones that lasted the longest before they, they dropped out, were exactly that. They were, they were doing a lot of hard work, but you could tell that they were just in it to make money, to try to make sales, to try to close deals, to try to get that fucking paycheck, right? I mean, for me... I can't tell you guys how many times I've had a client and we've been trying to negotiate into a deal and the seller's bottom line was not in the best interest of my client. So my conversation went like this, hey, look, this is what they're asking for. Um, I think this is fucking way too much personally. Of course, at the end of the day, it's the buyer's decision what we do, right? It's 100%. So our job is to be like the A driver, the nav, nav, nav man for fucking lack of a sure. better phrase. Um, I can't tell you guys how many times I've advised my clients to not buy a house that they that we were or trying to negotiate into because of the fact that either the sellers were unrealistic or maybe I saw some shit when we walked through that house that was like, dude, this thing's gonna cost you a lot of fucking money after we close escrow, and once we close escrow, it's just gonna be your fucking house. You know what I mean? And that's all on you, or freaking just whatever other reasons. Even when we're in escrow. I've had it so many times where I'm a week away from fucking making like 10 grand and something weird pops up and I'm like, dude, we gotta fucking cut this. This isn't, this isn't right. Like, this is not okay. This is bad, right? And fucking save my clients from, you know, potentially having to spend 20, 30, $40,000 on repairs that, you they know, randomly pop up. Exactly. Versus like me trying to close a deal and just making some fucking money. Like, how far does that money go, right? I've, I've always been a big, uh, a big, uh, I guess, fucking uh, proponent of the idea of if you take care of people, they take care of you back, right? Sure. So do the right thing, fucking find your clients the right house, help them out, help them make sure they don't get fucked over, and then over time, they'll take care of you back, you know? They'll send you your their family members, they'll send their friends to you. You know what I mean? I got a call from... Uh, from a guy today that wants to buy a house. I helped his best friend buy a place two fucking years ago 
And he was like, hey, man, you know, my buddy Carlos, thanks, Carlos, um, <laughs> was was telling me, like, that you did a kick-ass job for him. He's like, I gotta fu- you got to fucking call him. So he called me, and, you know, we're going to go fucking find the guy a house now. But it's specifically because of that. Like, I can't tell you how many houses that I showed, you know, Carlos and his wife, like, where I was like, dude, this house fucking sucks, bro. You can't buy it. Like, even if they're seeing stars in their eyes, like. I know there's certain investors that do really great work and there's some that do really fucking terrible work. Yeah. And there was one house in particular they really, really, really liked, right? They were fucking just head over heels about this place. And uh, I recognized the property investor and it was somebody that I had closed a deal with in the past and found out after we had closed the deal that everything they did at that house was fucking wrong. Right. It was a huge fu- there was There's fire. There's so many people was- that like just do sham like cover yeah. ups well, and, and it's like a makeover a, and you can see like yeah. Going there doing the very absolute yeah. Put band-aids over bullet wounds. Yeah. Well, they, they put, put yeah, yeah. band aids over it's bullet true. wounds or lipstick on a pig. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Slap some freaking mm-hmm. paint on it. Yeah. Put some nice thick trim and yeah. people think it's fucking fancy oh, walls. Oh, this place has crown molding. No, it's because the, it's, it's because the ceiling's yeah, falling. You exactly. just can't see it because of the crown molding, well, right? Lipstick on a pig, that's got to be an Oklahoma thing. It is. As a, I, I mean, I heard it in Idaho, too. You guys never heard that one? Yeah. You never heard that one before? Well, You've I, never? So yeah. the house I bought here in Santee was not like a gym. Dude, you're good. Circling the phone. Mm. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Look, we need you on. Yeah, he's been down with whiskey. He's still fucking. <laughs> anyway, yeah, so, sorry. So it wasn't a gym. It wasn't a gem. It was just a, it, it, it needed a lot of work because the person who lived in it before just kind of didn't do anything to it. Fucking place looks great now. I, I put a lot. Of, so our, our guest is my neighbor, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> we put that together. I like, <laughs> yeah. Not even a client. Just yeah. a friend and neighbor. That's yeah. Awesome. Yeah. So I. So With sweat equity. Yeah, 100%. So when I, I. You know, I, I told my wife at the time, I was like, hey, listen, you understand the work that's going to be put into this. This is not going to be livable for at least a month. And I have to work and work on this house. Why, you know, we're, you know, have to stay somewhere else. So if we, so she understood. So we got the house. She understood you'd be putting a lot of work into it. Yeah. She, she, <laughs> was, like, <laughs> I mean, she was like, I'll be at the salon. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know. Pretty much, that's kind of how it What a nice out. life that would be. So no I, shit, huh? I, I, you know, it's just like, there's a lot of work. I mean, like, the kitchen was just ratty. The bathroom was ratty. The floor was just terrible shape. Uh, backyard, terrible shape. I mean, a lot of it was in a lot of need of repair. You know, I mean, duct tape everywhere. Mm. You know what I mean? Shoddy work. And, uh, and so I got the house at a really great deal because it was a family-owned house. So we got a fantastic freaking deal on this house at the time the market was, you know, 2015. Mm. So it was things are booming, yeah. Yeah, it's booming. Yeah. So we got we got the deal. Uh, I pretty much almost gutted the the living space of the house, the kitchen, and we did it. And then it took me about a month and a half to do it. But I was working, and after so fast, yeah. well, That's so really fast. Well, because I slept in the house. Like I would go to work, go eat dinner. Go to the house, work in the house, slept in the house, woke up early, did the work, go to work, repeat, 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 seven mm-hmm. days a week until it was done. Because you just took naps. You didn't sleep. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. You're right. <laughs> because I'm not the kind of guy who just sleeps when there's stuff that to be done. Yeah. Like I can't sure. sleep. I'm really restless. Oh, yeah. um, I just took a nap. So I, 
I, that's why there's that connection. <laughs> so I made it to what it looks like now, uh, but it took a lot, lot of, lot of work, you know. And we, you know, my family lived at, uh, actually lived at my mother-in-law's house. And two days after we got there, they had a uh, major sewage baggage from the, uh, from the, from the main sewage. In the whole That's row, the worst of all problems to have. Literally, all, all yeah. problems. And not on septic, but just the. Yeah, just had a sewage backup, and oh. there was I think two units that had eight units each in it. And it was like a townhome. Yeah. All of them got flooded with sewage. Fuck. All oh of them. That, that sucks. Backup. Because that backup. So now we're like, it's I don't even know where to go. So a family friend, or not family friend, a friend of mine, a really good friend of mine, took me in and said, hey. You know, and I have three kids at this time. Hey, come live with us. And I was really not living there. You know, I was just eat there. And, yeah. you know, so it was like, all right. So now I'm like, now I'm really under the fucking gun. Now I really have to get this thing done to make it livable. And it did. You know, the painting I didn't do myself because I'm a terrible painter. Because <laughs> <laughs> um, that takes finesse. That takes finesse. Um, and it sucks. It yeah, sucks. painting sucks. <laughs> Like house it, painting sucks so it bad. Well, suck. I, I, it just takes finesse. I well, can't stand it. Like, like, like doing drywall and like yeah, you know sprayer. you have to. Ooh, well, that's that's <laughs> where it's at. The, the tools sprayer. The job. I didn't have the tools of the job. No. Yeah. It, I'm not. I'm not a good painter, man. I'm just. I don't have. I don't have the patience for the painting. Mm. The texture, so the putty, all of it. You're a knuckle dragger like we are. Yeah. Yeah. That's exactly it. So I'm fucking. For me, drywall is just. I can do it. I can do a decent job at it. I fucking hate it. Well, it sucks. I mean, that's another yeah. thing. Like, you know, people are like, oh, I watch YouTube. Like, okay, great. See how well that turns out. Right? Yeah, right. <laughs> you know, that's a skill you learn over time. Yeah. And you know the tricks of the trade to get that job done. And you can do a wall that looks like this right here, and there could be a huge patch in it, and nobody will ever know because the person who did it. Did a, did a good job for a year. Sure, but good job. the person that did it could see like where they messed up too, 100%. and it will and it will oh. bother them. They'll I'm, be like, the I worst. have to. Yeah. my jobs. And oh yeah. I have my guys working on them. I'm like, this spot's really driving me nuts. Yep. You know, and it's not because it's. I look at concrete every single day. Utilities you don't ever see. You know what I mean? Yeah. You cover that up, it, so you're like, I don't give a care what that looks like because it's getting covered up anyway. You know, but concrete. People look at concrete as as their child almost. You know, I mean, they want to look great. They really do mm -hmm. because it's their finished product. It's like a pinnacle point of where everybody's going to meet at. Yeah. You know, so that's why it has to live up to my expectations. And so I, I'm real nitpicky when it comes to my house. Sure. And other people's houses. I take that same. I take their house as if it was my own. Is this acceptable for me to live in? Is this acceptable for me to do? Is this an acceptable job? Would I look at this and be like, man, it's a great job every single day? You know, that's how I look at it. Sure. And uh, it took a lot of work. <laughs> it took a lot of work. And got it done. And, uh, you know, it, and there's a lot of work that needed to be done outside that took a lot longer um, and money. Uh, but it got, it got done. And now I really... Enjoy looking, you know, I have curve appeal, the whole nine yards. Yeah. Speaking of curve appeal, I'm going to jive in here. We, we know that your house has this curve appeal, and, and we want to put it in. You know, we, we've talked offline. So, yeah, we want to put it in one of the videos. So, we got to get you scheduled up with uh, Bree. Yep. Okay, pay attention. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's only one thing I want to know. 
do you put your initials in every uh, cement job that you did? That's no, homeowner's job. You don't. No. That's, That's what they're supposed to do. That would be so fucking pissed. July, yeah. Right? <laughs> but like in like yeah. no, like in like yes. the form, you know, like you put the That's form out. That's what your initials. If the homeowners want to do it, kind of like I see some homeowners do it, and after they kind of walk away, I redo it. That's awesome. Um, not. Then not make it personalized, but it's the product that I'm putting out. Sure. You know what I mean? So I make it not not a lot better, but more presentable. Mm-hmm. You know? And that comes out because they don't know the difference. That ass is not old English. This is yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or, or they try to write something, especially in cursive and concrete. Like, and it's just yeah. all fucking no. scabbed up and looks like shit. Like, yeah. like, listen, this isn't a pen and piece of paper. You know what I mean? This is like you signing with your finger on an iPad. Yeah, <laughs> it never works out well. Just right. put your hand in there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. handprint, kids' handprints. Yeah, my if they have kids. I actually, oh, did, did he? Yeah, well, he did like general fencing, and we got concrete for the post. Yeah, we did all the concrete at our house, and we all did. We put our pet paws in. Yeah. Mm-hmm. our hands, yep. and that's cute. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's cute to see. I, I encourage them to do that, and uh, not a lot of people actually don't. You know, yeah, because. Um, a lot of people out here don't look at it as a forever home. No. Yeah. What are you going to do when you fucking sell it and you got your kid's handprint at somebody else's house now? <laughs> That's true. Yeah. That's weird. Well, but if it's it a, a selling point. Right. This could be your kid's handprint. This could be oh, your just turn, uh, He just uh, turned uh, it, it around. It's a stretch, but I mean, I guess you could figure out a way to spin that. Just put like, a bucket <laughs> over it. Yeah. Right? I'm not a salesman. I'm just a veteran trying to, you know, do a good job. For the people who hire me to do the job they want me to do. Sure. That's it. I, I can't yeah. sell. That's all I can too. I don't yeah. sell. Away to a camel that is dying of dehydration. I can't. Yeah. I can't. I'm not a salesman. But but you can connect the fucking thing that somebody needs with what they want. Yeah, basically. I tell them realistic that's, that's sales. Yeah. yeah. How you say, hey, this isn't this isn't a good deal. I tell them if it's real or not. Mm. You know, because I have homeowners who like have this old forty year old stamped concrete. And they want me to do another addition to their concrete and match it. Like that's not realistic. What you're asking me to do is not realistic. Yeah, you I want can't. you want me to pour forty year old concrete? <laughs> How does that work? <laughs> yeah, I could probably tell you the color of that concrete, but that color that was made at that point in time with those, you know, that color dye is not existent anymore because those chemicals don't exist in that concrete. Sure. Or vice versa. Well, regulations. Yeah, oh, well, regula- in realistic expectations. I want them to know what the realistic expectations. And I pour concrete around old concrete, and I tell them, and I even put it my, in my contract of saying, hey, this is not going to turn out the way that I envision it or probably how you envision it, if you're okay with that, make it better. Mm-hmm. Um, because I, mm-hmm. well, I've done it many times. And nine like, times out of ten, they're like, we need to take the old concrete out and renew it. Put new concrete in, or like this is not how I envision it to be. This is that concrete looks way better. Like yeah, no shit, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, they didn't they didn't seal their concrete for like thirty years. Yeah, sure. Yeah. You know, so um, yeah, so I did a lot of work, and it's uh, and you're more welcome to use my house. You know? <laughs> <laughs> We're gonna. Yeah, it's yeah. coming. <laughs> so well. I mean, you have a lot of experience working with a bunch of different agents and, you know, buying houses and selling houses and all that stuff. So if you were to 
you know, for anybody that's listening that's thinking about buying a house or selling a house or whatever, or, you know, has it in their mind that that's something that they want to do someday, what kind of advice would you give them when it comes to finding agents, finding lenders, finding people that uh, can help them out? Well, find a realtor that, one, will listen to you and actually listen to what you're looking for in a house. And two, um, the, the trustworthiness of that realtor, you know, don't, don't always just take a recommendation somebody gives you because that not might fit the recommendation that you're looking for. That realtor might not be selling the kind of property that you're looking for. Mm. And do your research on that realtor. Yeah. Um, Google exists, right? <laughs> Google is my best friend. Yeah. You know what I mean? Same. If I don't know something, what do I do? I Google it. GTS, baby. Google yeah. that shit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, that applies to everyday business. I mean, if I don't, if I hear something new, I'm like, what is that? Google it. There's usually a plethora of information mm. on whatever I'm Googling because uh, I'm not the first time somebody's heard of it and Googled it. Yeah. You know? Um, but, uh, and find a realtor that you really connect with that you really get that warm and fuzzy. It's like the, uh, one, yeah. going back to one, one of the times I refinanced. Um, I don't know if this is actually legal or right, but anyway. <laughs> uh, Metro, Fuck it, send it. <laughs> Metro, Metro and Home Loans is the company that I refinanced with once, and my accountant goes, what the fuck? <laughs> because the fees they charged me were astronomical. And yes. I didn't know. I was none to the wiser. Yeah. There's a now, there's a lot of like an organization we know. Yeah. <laughs> there's a lot of companies out there. In it, so guess right. what? Yeah, we a lot of freaking so they pray veterans. On you guys. Hell yeah, yeah they yeah. pray on us. Yeah. And if I would have known that, if I would have just sent those documents to my um, to my CPA, to my accountant, you know, whoever does your taxes, that would have gone a long way and saved me six grand. That's mm-hmm. a smart move. I've never even thought of that. Because yeah. you have the time. And anytime I re, anytime I refinance, that's awesome. I send my documents over. That's smart. I, that's really smart. How does this look? Because guess what? I don't know everything. I can mm-hmm. refinance a hundred times. I get the same story every single time. Yeah. And it seems like a great story. And every every lender calls. Or calls fees and charges and stuff dip something different. Some yep. call it a desk fee, or some yep. might call it a funding fee, yep. or convenience might, fee. Yeah, yeah, or just literally <laughs> fucking so anything. Cool. So the last time I did it, um, I sent it to her. She's like, "Hey, I think this one's too high." Hey, uh, just talk to my accountant, and they think this is too high. Uh, you know what? We're gonna give you that. Holy shit! Yeah. A simple freaking email. Yeah, let's just waive six thousand dollars for you. No big yeah. deal. Well, they didn't do that. It wasn't that big of a deal. I mean, but it was only like it saved me like eight hundred bucks. But yeah, eight hundred bucks in the grand scheme of things, small. But do that over how many times? <clears throat> one homeowner, uh, you know, refinances over mm-hmm. their lifetime of that home. Or they how many? Do- or funding fees. I mean, there's there's a lot of companies out there that charge fucking veterans funding fees that are like. Fucking three thousand dollars, thirty two hundred bucks. Like for fucking what? For something that somebody else will do without that fee is ridiculous. Well, that's that was one of the fees that was really astronomical about that. And you know, she when she took me and walked me through it, I was like, okay, I can probably recognize this again, mm-hmm. uh, but I'm still not a professional at it. Yeah, I want to let somebody else look at it, and who's not emotionally attached to it, who's yeah. going to give you that unbiased mm-hmm. attention. You know, I mean, I really wish I knew you. Or I really wish I would have came to you the last time I refinanced. 
Yeah, yeah. yeah. should have called me, dude. Well, I, I, fuck, could have walked three houses spirit. down the goddamn street, bro. <laughs> That's it, man. That's called laziness. Yeah, right. Laziness. <laughs> yeah, I, I used somebody I used many times to do it mm-hmm. and didn't know I was not getting the best deal. I thought I was getting the best deal, which still fantastic deal, you know, in the words of Donald Trump. Yeah. <laughs> 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 you know, but what I like a 2.3% interest rate or 2.7? Right. 2.3. Obviously, any day, and and it's that that's not even on us, but we use a, a lender that, that we know and trust. Yeah. And they, they do that, and that's that's a line mortgage, yeah. and more specifically, Kyle Melvin and Angie Hoy. Yeah, they're, Kyle's they're, Kyle's got a great team and aligned. Amazing. So aligned, uh, they're they're a company that is is owned by veterans also, like in. Yeah, they're. I, we'll tell. I'll tell you a whole fucking story offline about that. But um, they're a company that's owned by two vets. That uh, one guy's one guy's a marine and the other guy's a navy vet. And uh, their whole reason for having that company is because of the fact that the company that they owned before um, started charging. You know, their parent bank started uh, forcing them to charge. You know, uh, freaking funding fees and not being as competitive with their interest rates and stuff like that, but they were, um, you know, basically uh, using the name that that company had because sure. it had the words it had the word veteran in it right. um, to be able to freaking make that connect. And they're like, you know what, screw it. We already have this giant client base. We already have this freaking giant marketing monster. Like we might as well just start making extra money off of it. So the dudes that own that company left like, fucking walked away started a line and now they're doing the same thing with the line that they started with that other company where it was you know no fees you know super super low interest rates like they're the most competitive out there you know what I mean and that's why that's why we do the things or that's why we work with these guys it's because of the fact that you know they're they're in it for the same reasons that we are they want to make sure that veterans are taken care of that active duty folks aren't being fucked over you know what I mean so um, that's, I mean, I think that's another point to be made, like pick and choose. If you're in business, and I'm sure you know, um, if you're in business, pick and choose your cooperators wisely, you know, because yeah. there's some really great people out there um, and there's some really shitty people out there in, in any fucking line of work. And if I refer somebody to a client of mine, whoever that person is, is a direct reflection off of my business, right? So if that person fucking screws my client over, my client's gonna perceive me as me screwing my client over, Mm -hmm. as they should, because I recommended that fucking organization to them. You know what I mean? They're not gonna remember them, they're gonna remember you. Exactly. Reputation is huge. That's the hugest thing in part of business, is integrity and reputation. And if you're not representing your clients, then like what are you doing exactly yeah. what are you just here to make money and you will yeah. I mean you you can be in business and just be in it for yourself mm-hmm. I know an agent that uh, unfortunately is a veteran that uh, recently retired he'd been in the business for like 40 years so one of you people Nate he's an army guy um, <laughs> but, but he had to uh, generate new business every single day of his life until the day he fucking retired. Every single day of his life till the day he retired. Sounds exhausting. Yeah, no shit, right? Yeah. So, I, I mean, there's, there's, he tells it as a success story when he tells that story. It's a success story to him. I look at it as like, man, you've had to bust your ass to find new business every day for your entire fucking career. And he had a very successful career. 
But he had to do that every single fucking day where he was on the phone making fucking calls to strangers every single day reading scripts. Every <sighs> single fucking day. And success is subjective also. Well, sure. So yep. when it's I say successful, relative. I mean, it's his version of success where he was making a lot of money, closing a lot of deals, right? Where, um, like... He's also giving himself a coronary and not spending any time with his family. Sure. So... I mean, that's, I mean, it is a success story in some way because he's a good salesman if you can get a cold call and then... And then convert it into fucking business, sure. Yeah, but, but you, you want the residuals. Like, you want the good stories. You yeah. want, like, mm-hmm. we're huge on Yelp now, mm-hmm. you know? I see it as, you know, I don't like to fucking cold call. I don't do that shit ever because no. it's the worst thing. It and is I don't, literally I, worse. Personally, I would never, <laughs> yeah, personally, I would never fucking trust somebody that called me and tried to sell me something. I'd be like, who the fuck are you, dude? Lose my number. Mm-hmm. Do not call this, bitch. I'll sue you. Don't call me again, right? Yeah. <laughs> but, um... Like I, I see this, I see that person, and I'm like, man, that guy had to fucking find new business every single day until literally the day he retired, he sat on the phone for three fucking hours, and then he retired shortly after that. Man, that's crazy to me. Like I, that that, to me, it's telling, and it's I may be wrong, I may be right. I don't know. I'm probably right. I'm always right. But um, <laughs> <laughs> well, you're a man, so sure, it makes sense. you get it. No. <laughs> I was just kidding, kind of. <laughs> no, anyway, um, but, like, the difference is, for me, I feel like if you do a good job for people, right, if you if you carry yourself the right way, if you fucking have the right objectives, if you're there to actually fucking help people out, um, finding new business eventually won't be a thing for mm-hmm. you because your past clients that you've taken super good care of, that you care about, that you fucking you know, done the right thing for, that you've negotiated your ass off for, that you've gotten them what they wanted, you've gotten them everything that they needed, all that kind of shit. You take care of those people, they'll fucking take care of you back, man. No shit. It's it's all about connection. It's all about honesty. And as long as you're, like, genuinely honest with people, because we are getting hit with so much bullshit constantly. Yeah. And when you make that connection with somebody, somebody is going, they will trust you. Mm-hmm. And if you're like, no, don't buy this house, don't do this, yeah. then they'll listen to you because you know what to look for. They don't. Exactly. And people get so excited to be like a new homeowner that they are blinded by everything, you right. know? For sure. Yep, yep. So we're going to pause just for a second. <laughs> <laughs> like the home warranty, I'm waiting for the vendor to call me. They uh, said they didn't. Well, right, we'll, so we we'll get to it. I'll see where I can put telling the home warranty that they never came to my house. Who did? The vendor. Their plumbing company. They're, they're... All right, so we paused for a little bit, but we're back. Um, actually, we're back just to do the outro. Yeah. And, uh, it's time to shut her down. Bree, yeah. <laughs> thank you. Thank you for uh, joining us for another awesome episode. Dustin, thank you so much. Thank you for having me. Dude, yeah, man. great stories. And like, dude, we didn't have to prompt you at all. You were, you were ready. It, it was awesome. You have great advice and info for, for veterans and, and, and those that are looking for houses. Yeah, man, no so, doubt. Thank you for that because yeah. that's, that's, that's going to help some people out. So that was awesome. Well, if I can help one person out, it was definitely worth it. Fucking A. Oh, yeah. 
hipster related. <laughs> <laughs> Find us. <laughs> Michelle, thank you. You're welcome. I'm doing a virtual curtsy right now for everyone. There we go. You know? Virtual curtsy. Virtual right. curtsy. Mm -hmm. Yes. Awesome. I'm, I'm trademarking that. Virtual curtsy. Yeah. You should. <laughs> <laughs> Brian, any uh, exiting uh, words? Uh, not really, man. I mean, <laughs> he's speechless. Should maybe of Hold on. Hold on a second. All right. All right. Listen here, motherfucker. <laughs> Ain't no reason for me to be speechless. Hey, wherever the fuck you are, if you're thinking about buying or selling a place, it doesn't matter if you're in San Diego or in RAO or outside of it. We can find you somebody that we can that will help you. Basically, yeah. anywhere in the country, we got a pretty we got a pretty wide wingspan. So we've done it numerous times yeah. this year. Yep. Where if you have if you're thinking about buying, you're thinking about selling, you want to find somebody you can trust, give us a call, reach out to us. We're on the internet. Come fucking find us. It's not hard. Dip the spirit real estate team. Um, you know, we'll we'll spend some good time, effort, and energy finding you an agent, and um, you know, grilling them and making sure they're not a piece of shit in your area, and making sure that they you're gonna take care of you. So we're here for you, man. Don't matter where you are, no beach out of reach, baby. Hell yeah! <laughs> All right. Cheers. Cheers. Cheers.